Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the show. I want to start by thanking you for checking out today's episode. Now, whether you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you grab your audio content, or you're watching this on YouTube, I want to encourage you to click subscribe. That way you never miss any episode. If you watch on YouTube, I want you to know that right now, just the Monday episodes will premiere on YouTube. The other two episodes on Wednesday and Friday go to our audio-only audiences. So make sure you click subscribe on those places as well. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I want to encourage you to check out The Herd. The Herd is essentially a one-year subscription to The Pursuit of Manliness. It's a community built without community. It's a group of men who say, I want to support the ministry, but I also want to get some things in return. It's built without Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those things. These are guys who essentially are supporting the ministry all across the globe. The Herd is a one-year subscription that begins whenever you register. There's no Bible study. There's no reading plan. Essentially, when you sign up for The Herd, you will get The Herd camo hat that I'm wearing right here. You're going to get a Herd PVC patch, decal, pin. You get a sample of Armored Nation coffee. You get a sample of Dark Water Wood beard oil. Both of those men are sponsors of the podcast and you get a little bit more. It's essentially a way of saying, hey, I want to give you something in exchange for your support of this ministry. In addition, you're going to get bonus podcast content just about every week sent directly to your email. We also have a quarterly Zoom call where the men in the herd all get together. Most of these guys don't know each other or they don't know each other or in the herd. We get together and we talk about a specific topic or conversation. So guys, I would encourage you to check out the herd. It's not a Bible study. There's no reading plan. Um, it's just men who want to support the ministry and get some things in return. It's time for today's conversation. Uh, sure. God, th thanks for today. Thank you for the ability for us to connect uh, through technology. And uh, the topic we're, we're just about to discuss is uh, incredibly important. And uh, as our role as fathers or as men to protect, to keep our head on a swivel, to be mindful of those who are in our sphere of influence, uh, we are well aware that the enemy of our soul will use uh, whatever means necessary and especially technology to ruin us. We know that as men, uh, but we certainly need to be cognizant of that as fathers and grandfathers and uncles or whatever, um, that, that this is happening and, and God, that there it, it this this is this is evil. It's dark, but there's always as there always is in, in, in your word and always is in your creation. There's always light, and that's what we're going to talk about as well. And I'm thankful for that. I pray you bless our conversation. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, men. At this time, I want to welcome Brent Dusing to the that's podcast. Right. Is that how you say it? Absolutely. Good to be with you, Jared. Thank you. Normally, before I hit record, I take a stab at it, but I didn't do that. We were you nailed. It. We stuck the landing. We were talking about Reggie Miller and things. So, yeah. Hey, uh, Brent, would you just uh, start us off by just taking a moment, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and we'll get, we'll get right into it. Absolutely. I'm Brent Dusing, CEO of True Play. We are a multimedia entertainment company that puts God first. We build uh, high-quality entertainment products, games, video content, digital comics uh, for families that is uh, Christ-centered. Some of our stories are in games are straight out of the Bible. Some are... Like, uh, like this, where there's a skunk who made himself a crocodile robot costume, which we're happy to talk about a little bit more today and what that what it has to do with anything. Um, but that's what we're all about, is really bringing positivity and hope and God's truth to a whole entire generation of children in the world who need it, that don't have it. 
you know, we have a couple of different problems, probably a few of them, or maybe there's more that I'm not even considering, but in front of us, we have a, as, lot. We, <laughs> we have a lot in our culture. I thought you were talking about me. No, uh, oh. no, we do. I, as far as there's, there's so many dynamics around this, uh, when you, when you, when you approach the electronic world, you know, we know men individually, it has been a blessing. It has been a curse. It has been a, a source to unite and, and strengthen. And it's been a source of ripping marriages apart and ruining lives. And, and our kids are certainly not immune to this. Let's start with this. How did you get into the doing what you're doing? Yeah, you know, I started out my career actually in, in venture capital, of all things, in Silicon Valley in 2001. It was actually my, my first day of work was seven days before September 11th. It's crazy times. Um, started out as a tech entrepreneur, started my first company, uh, when I was 26, a company called Cellfire. You probably, uh, might not know the name, but you might've used it. If you ever shopped at a Kroger or a Safeway, they say, use your cell phone to save money, use digital coupons. I invented that. We grew that company, sold it, uh, was, was a good outcome. And then we did a company called Lightside where we build explicitly biblical games, the journey of Jesus, journey of Moses, stained glass. We had over 7 million people play those games globally. And, about four years ago, I was asking myself, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I was bothered by what I was seeing. I was bothered by the fact that, you know, anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for kids. I was bothered by, you know, you just mentioned this, the, the average male in this country is exposed to pornography when he's 11 years old. And four years ago, it was 13 years old, so it continues to deteriorate. Um, I'm bothered by all the kind of aggressive, toxic content pushed on children. And the worst stat of all is that the average, so 62% of Americans over 40 believe in God. That's actually pretty good, but only 32% of children in America. And it's because of all the messaging that they're receiving. So what we decided to do was let's build a world-class entertainment company with world-class people, but let's bring God's truth rather than moral relativism or negative toxic content. Let's bring the truth that, you know, essentially we were, we were created on, that we were created to be. So you talk about the, you know, the average uh, young man's exposure to pornography is 11. I mean, the average, that means, you know, it could be much lower than that in some cases. Naturally, it has to be and, and then higher. And, I, and it hit me today, just not even thinking about this conversation, but I think for some reason, my generation, I'm 47. So my generation, I feel like we've spent so much time trying to make ourselves either fix ourselves, repair ourselves, duct tape ourselves or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it feels very like I have to fix me. I'm working on me. I want to be better steps of me to the point. I feel like we've neglected our children. We forget mm -hmm. that we have a divine responsibility to pour into the next generation, even outside of all these other things. And so um, what happens when these kids are drastically overlooked and left essentially unattended and then to their own devices? You're absolutely right, Jared. I mean, I'm I'm 44, so we're both Gen X, right? late Gen X, and we were the ones who suffered from the divorce epidemic, right? That was that was everything that happened with the baby boomers. That's really when it started. If you look at the stats, and it was you and you and I and our, you know the children of our generation that were really the the, the biggest uh, victims of the of the divorce epidemic, right? And then, as you said, there there has been a lot of you know self help, which I think there's a lot of merit to actually. But I think the problem is this. If you talk to a lot of people and you really get to know them and you start to dig into you know, their life, a lot of times their past trouble say, well, my childhood was this. My parents didn't do that for me. And when I was a kid, somebody did this to me. And they're still angry about it. They're still upset. And, and I understand that. I'm not, I'm not um, overlooking that. 
But here's the problem. We're the adults in the room. Right? We're the ones responsible. And, and, and it's that's very, very clear from the way any society's ever been built in the history of mankind, the adults are supposed to raise up children in a healthy way. And if they don't, the whole society deteriorates. Okay, so let's look at our scorecard. You know, you ask, you can ask anybody, so oh, my kids are the most important thing in my life. Okay. Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the data. Well, anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs because of social media on smartphones, pornography exposure we've talked about. Um, oh, drug legalization. Well, now there's brain damage in communities in areas where drugs are legal. How do you feel about that? You know, people say, well, I think drugs should be legal. Okay, is it, is it okay to sell drugs in front of your house? Well, no, not in front of my house. Well, then whose house and whose kids? Just kids you don't know, just disadvantaged kids? You know, and so th there's so many negative repercussions from, from essentially adults saying, I want to do whatever I want. Yeah, okay, but that's what happened in the divorce epidemic, right? Everybody got to do whatever they wanted. Well, great. Well, then who suffered? Children raised without fathers in the house, right? Boy, the young boys not growing up knowing what is a man supposed to do? What's a man? Who's a man supposed to be? What does it mean to be a man? You know, all of those things. Um, and I think because our generation, like I said, we're now the adults in the room, we have a lot of ground we have to make up when you look at all the stats uh, that we were speaking about. Now, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I'm not a game guy, and I'm not a fantasy world guy or pretend guy. I never never got that gene. And here's here's one of the reasons why. I've seen a lot of guys who live in fantasy world. They, they, they love guys with capes and tights and all that stuff. And that's fine if you do. I'm just, that's, but here's, here's my tension. At some point, we have to give our young men and, and young women, for that matter, something to aspire to. We have to model yes. what it looks like to be a responsible father and, and mothers and grandfathers and, and give them tools to exist. And I think if we don't set that bar high, they have nothing to aspire to. And then we don't welcome in, them into manhood or womanhood or whatever. And there is a place for for games. Let's just we'll get in that in just a second. I think we we'll talk to the guys. Like we we have been given a responsibility, right, to to protect our children, and that that comes from if a bad guy was coming through our house. Mm -hmm. But those bad guys, I don't know what kind of dirt ball that's out there that wants to live in a kid's game and try to hit up on kids and stuff. But it's but real, they and yeah. they're coming through the front door of our technology. Mm -hmm. What do we do about that? Well, you know, I. You hit on a lot of great stuff right there. I mean, I, I do happen to be a, a superhero guy. In fact, I'm, I'm wearing a watch my mom gave me that is a Superman antique. It's actually a year older than me, which is just a, a fantastic gift that she gave to me. But it's, um, you know, when I grew up, so we grew up, you and I grew up in the 80s, right? Born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s. And, you know, who do, we have Christopher Reeve's version of Superman, right? What was that about? Truth, you know, what truth, justice, the American way, right? Always doing the right thing. Superman 2 in my mind, is still one of the greatest superhero movies of all time because he he falls in love with a woman. He gives away everything, every power he has so he can live the life he wants to live that fulfills his heart. And he realizes, so, you know, General Zod and his two allies come and just destroy the earth and wreak havoc. And he realizes he has to give up what he wants for the betterment of everybody else. And it's beautiful. And Christopher Reeve is an incredibly underrated actor. So they did, they did a phenomenal job showing young boys, hey, You've got to step up. You know, look at look at our grandfathers, the ones that fought World War II. You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but one of my grandfathers fought in the Pacific Theater. The other one helped run supplies from New York so that the supplies got to Europe from America. You know, obviously for the war effort, it had you know had to move to New York, disrupted his life, but he didn't ever complain because everybody was in because that's what men did, right? And so, uh, I, I think 
look, obviously our, our biggest role model in, in superheroes is Jesus Christ. There's, there's no question. But there are also, um, I think superheroes can be used in a positive way. I think it just depends on what the message is and what you're driving at. Now, I agree with you. You can have people get so sucked into fantasy that they almost neglect their entire life because they they just they play pretend all the time, which is your point. And that is true. But there's also a healthy balance. Every culture used to, you know, had stories where and it used to be, of course, people telling stories orally or written stories. Um, now, of course, there's so many multimedia opportunities to tell stories, which is why we do what we do. But I think it begins with setting values that are really, you know, timeless and beneficial out of God's truth and then bringing people in to that in a in a way that engages them and essentially that was what the best of uh, for example what superman was doing in the 80s i didn't understand anything you said about superman except for christopher reeve however i we need men <laughs> like you we need guys like you who are dudes who are creating things because there's a lot of perversion there's a lot of evil and darkness things that masquerade as good and they they're they're, they're wicked so here's I got kids, I got three kids and they got devices and they got cell phones and iPads and they play these games. And one of the cool things for uh, one of my kids is the fact that they can get on and they can play these games and they can talk to their cousins while they're playing the games or they can talk to, you know, a kid at school, whatever. Like, hey, that's that's kind of cool. But it's not at the same time. So so wh what do we do as parents about that? Here we got these games and we'll get to we'll get to yours in just a second. So sure. how do we know? How do we know what's going on there? It's well, you know, it's. It's funny because when you, you know, we were talking earlier about porn exposure and, uh, you know, the, the exposure to awful content and things. And, you know, the response from platforms and content makers is usually, oh, well, parents, that's up to parents. Parents should just do a better job. Parents should be responsible. Oh, you know, there was there was a school shooting and there was a guy who was playing violent video games. The, the Uvalde shooting, which happened two hours away from this office, he was playing violent video games three days before the shooting. He says, I'm going to go shoot some kids after he loses a video game. Now, the response was, yeah, 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 but his parents, this and this. It's kind of like if a hurricane was about to hit your house and you just went and you said, well, what do I do? How do I protect my family? Hey, don't worry. Just go to the beach and hold up your arms. That's right. That That's what they're telling you. So, look, for parents out there, where, where I come from is we're not here to blame parents. We're here to come alongside parents. That's not easy, but you've got to look at what your kids are doing. You should have you know device control some screen time monitoring. Obviously, I'm not a no screen time guy. I make video games. And I don't think it's, I grew up in the 80s hearing a lot of Christian pastors who I respect saying things like, don't listen to this music. Don't watch this you know, movie. Don't go to this TV show. Don't watch this TV show. Okay, fine. But what what can I do? Because I'm not going to play outside eight hours a day. I'm not, not going to chew tree bar. <laughs> you know, like I got to have, I'm not going to rewatch Andy Griffith in the 1950s. You got to give me something that I can get excited about, right? And that's that's what I think. It's like finding those opportunities as a parent and also explaining early on what negative consequences right. can be and, and, you know, and the why. You know, why is it that pornography is bad, right? Why, what are the repercussions to that um, that I think we don't get into? You, you know, why, why, is, why are drugs not just a fun time? You know, why is there more to the story? And we've got to be the ones to carry that because our, our culture is working against that. Yeah, kids aren't into Pong no more or uh, Pac-Man or whatever. Like I grew up on Atari yeah. and I remember we got the swivel. That, that was big time when we, you know, and then a oh, Nintendo, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's easy to sit here and just say, yeah, you Nintendo, know, here, yeah. <laughs> here's the problem. They're bad. We're good. But you're actually doing something to solve the problem. So what what are you doing here to help us help 
make sure we we're not only getting our kids into environments or games or electronics that are healthy, but actually moving them closer to God's word. Yeah, what we're doing at True Play is we're building a platform that's a multimedia experience. So we launched next year in 2023. And so True Play is a combination of very high quality mobile games, like the types of games kids are playing on their devices today. It's video content. You can look on our website. We have a great animated short that's a lot of fun. Another one uh, coming out shortly. Uh, may actually be out by the time this uh, this, this airs. Um, we've got great digital comics and a lot of great content, all of which is fun, beautiful, but also contains God's truth. So some of our games are right out of the Bible. We have a King David game, right? One of the best examples in the Bible of virtuous masculinity, right? How does a man, you know, men should be using their strength for the benefit of other people. You know, right now, I think we live in a culture that's given us a false dichotomy, either be a man and use your strength to abuse people like the Harvey Weinstein or the Jeffrey Epstein stories that we all know, or don't use your strength at all, right? Or, or don't even be a man. And we all know those stories too, right? No, no, no. This is why I go back to look at King David, look at what Moses did, or in, in more recent context, Christopher Reeves version of Superman, or even frankly, I thought I thought Henry Cavill's Superman was great too, where you're you're using your strength for the benefit of everybody else. And you might have to make sacrifice, you know, Luke Skywalker, right? Right. He goes in Empire Strikes Back, goes right into a fight that he's probably going to lose because he he feels he needs to rescue his friends. And so the idea that it's not about me or my own selfish interest, it's about, you know, driving, making, moving things forward. So with us at at, at, uh, True Play, we've created this whole new universe of characters as well called the Riververse. So on my shirt, you can see a, a boy named Lucas, and he's a skunk that wears a crocodile robot costume he invented. Now, Lucas is an inventor. He's a little bit on the autism spectrum. And his brother died about a year ago. And his mom said, well, he's with God, but Lucas doesn't know what that means. Does that mean, you know, can I just get in my rocket ship and fly up to the sky and go see him again? And he, he doesn't have a concept of what that means. And he's working through that. We have another character. Um, uh, her name is Ava. Her parents are divorced and she's getting bullied. And she's got to learn her identity is not who... The world says she is. Her identity is who God says she is. We have another kid whose name is Benjamin, and he's kind of one of our, he's a hockey player and he's a warrior and he wants to go, you know, punch the bad guy in the mouth and protect the younger kids. Another one of them is Oliver, who you can see in the animated short on our website, on True Play's website. He's our nerd. He's read all the books and he thinks he knows it all. He's a fox and he was adopted by a bear family. He wears a bear costume and he's got some questions about his faith, about his adoption. How does that all work? And so, you know, some of our characters have very strong faith in God. Others are works in progress. Well, we're all works in progress, but others are not so strong in their faith and they're working on it. But but inside the games, they're going on adventures. They're fighting enemies. They're, there are real evil. There's real evil too, because guess what? In the world, there's real evil. You know, it's, it's um, and so there are, there are bad guys who are manipulating, who are lying, who are seizing power, who are, right? And they've got to, the kids have to learn to stand up and be courageous and fight back. And so that's a lot of what goes on in the rivers as they're going on through their own personal journeys and quests. I love this. Um, and, and maybe, maybe I can, I'm working it out as I talk here that sure. the first character and the things that you're saying, uh, we had a trunk or treat night at our church, um, whatever that was back in the fall slew of people came. I didn't know, I, you know, I stand outside, try to be nice. Hey, what are you? And they tell me their character, what they are. I, I didn't have a clue what any of these guys were. Most of them were dark. Most of them were, I didn't know the characters, but you could tell by the response from the kids or parents, most of it was pretty dark. There was a girl here that night who had a costume and I didn't know what it was. And I said, what are you? She had created a character and she's writing a book, making up her own story. And and she had the whole storyline. And so everything you just described, 
to me, goes right along with what that girl had said that night. And I think this is what I tell my son. You're watching people live. You need to go live. Like I'm, you're watching these guys do things that you should be doing. And so I, I think the way I understand what you just described there, what you've created is storylines that kids can see themselves in, whether it's autism, divorce, working at your faith, whatever, facing evil, and they can place themselves within that story and then go do it, which is, what the, exactly Bible, right. which is what the Bible does to us. That's right. That's right. If you if you read the Bible, the only perfect one's Jesus. Everyone else is a flawed person. Why? Because all of us are. Right. There, I heard a pastor say one time, God never uses perfect people. You know why? Because they don't exist. He doesn't have those on his team. Right. He uses it. All of us are imperfect and we all have have things. And so rather than kids feeling guilty and inadequate and shamed, which is essentially what social media does, or I'm going to belong, I'm going to create this false identity because of social media and cultural and peer influences. No, no, I'm going to stand in who God made me to be. And sure, I've got things I'm working through, but that's okay because all of us do. And so did David and so did Moses and so did Noah. Right. And so did, uh, you know, the apostle Paul. And so, you know, showing people, look, these are people just like you that you can identify with that you can also aspire to be right. You can aspire to be a hero. That's when I go back to, you know, in the eighties, the type of role models we had culturally, um, again, you know, Superman, Luke Skywalker, I mean, you can laugh, but what Hulk Hogan was doing, you know, train and say your prayers and eat your vitamins and body slamming Andre the Giant fighting the bad guys, you know, even though, you know, that was obviously a, a fictional thing, but it still stood for and represented something greater than than what he was. And that was kind of the message that was kind of, if you think about it as an American culture, the 80s were the last time we ever had that. So that was the end tail end of Gen X. And since then, you've had a whole generation of millennials and now the new generation of Gen Z, my kids, you know, your kids, that need those positive role models. And what are, again, what is God's truth and what is your identity and who did God make you to be and what is your life's purpose? And by the way, you know, stand up and, and battle back against, uh, against evil. I think it was 1984. I remember being in a movie theater and when Rocky beat the Russian, the people yes. stood up I've and clapped. It. They clapped in the theater. I mean, yes. here it was. I yes. thought, what in the world? But uh, doggone, you were proud to be an American, right? But it gave Absolutely. you something. I mean, how many guys went and got a racquetball and started bouncing around like Rocky would do up the streets of you know Philadelphia or whatever? Right? It gives you something to aspire to. And I think that's important because we're all broken. Men, yep. men are far more insecure than they'll ever let on. We have a lot more scars than we'll ever admit. Um, there's probably some things that we're maybe not willing to be honest about. And then we have children. If God blesses you, you have children and you could not be more vulnerable than watching your child begin to emulate some of the things about yourself. And I think that's why some guys pull away because they're like, I don't know how to fix that because I can't fix me. And I think what you're doing is getting them back to God's word, is, which is what men should be doing anyways. And that begins to redeem the story. So how, how do they access these things? If, if, you know, this thing's airs after Christmas, there's some kids got devices yeah. How do we get in touch? We get so, yeah, I'd lo love for you to jump on to trueplaygames.com. Uh, enter your email address. We'll be launching in uh, later this year in 2023. Um, enter your email address. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, Twitter. And uh, we'll be, like I said, we'll be launching. It's a subscription multimedia service. And it's it's all kinds of great content for you and your family. The other thing we find for, for parents out there listening, we have a lot of parents enjoy our games. Um, we build, we we write stories like I think a lot of the best 
stories for kids were done where the parents will enjoy them as well. You know, think about maybe your experience with um, some of your favorite animated shows or, or, or movies where you enjoyed it. You kind of got some of the adult oriented jokes, right? Even though it was, it was, it was built for kids. So we find that parents, when we, we do testing all the time with children, we find parents want to test. We find parents play. So it's things you can do together with your kids um, as well. So again, please hop on true play, uh, enter in your email so we can update you when uh, the service goes live and uh, follow us on social and, and continue. And also, if you want to sign up to be a tester or give us feedback on what we're building or uh, get some of the inside scoop, we'd, we'd love to have you participate in TruePlay. My, my wife does it. She plays the same game my son does, and they love doing it. To, I don't have a clue what they're doing, but they love doing it, and so I love that she can get in that world and do that. Like, What what types? Is it, is it an app, a website? Like how, yeah. How's this going to be How's it going to be realized? Yeah, it's a downloadable app that will contain a whole bunch of games and digital comics and video content. And so it's one app where you have a whole bunch of content that you can play that, that's very, you know, very high quality. We have just world-class uh, people working at this company. I mean, people, just phenomenal mm-hmm. writers, phenomenal game designers, um, artists, uh, you know, d- designers, engineers, just, just to, mm-hmm. God's just been so amazing with the people that he's brought in and not just their abilities, but their dedication. And for, for those that are in, in tech, you know, that what really builds great products are really great people. You know, that's generally yeah. true for even yeah. for not in tech. Right. And yeah. so uh, it's really high caliber stuff like kids are, you know, playing and enjoying today mm-hmm. and everything we do is done with with beauty and fun and excellence, but also contains God's truth, whether it's a game that's based on a, true, a biblical story like King David's Battles or a game we have called Stained Glass, or it's a skunk in a crocodile robot costume or a little girl in a uh, who's a bunny rabbit in a tiger costume going through the forest uh, where, you know, these are the kids are praying and, the, you know, the Bible's quoted and God shows up for them, sometimes in ways they expect and sometimes in ways that they don't. And so those are the things that, get woven into the story as the adventures unfold. Yeah. I want to see some kids in those costumes next fall. That sounds a lot better than what we had <laughs> trucking up and down our sidewalks. Let's, let's get on that. Um, yeah. And, and I love what you're doing. You're, you're set up beforehand. I joked with you, but it's, it's quite a setup you got going there. Y'all didn't get to see it beforehand, but uh, as Christians, we should be the best. We should be aspiring to be the absolute best. And I don't mean that arrogantly. I mean, we're confident in what we're doing, but we're humble enough to know that God's doing the blessing behind it. I hope you are the absolute best. I, I I hope you know the Apple wants to figure out what in the world is going on, or whoever figure out what. Because as Christians, we need to support other people that are doing what you're doing, and we should aspire to be the best and never apologize for it. And our kids deserve it. So, Brent, thank you for doing that. One more time, man. Where do we get where we get connected with you guys? Yeah, well, I appreciate it. You go to TruePlayGames.com and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, uh, YouTube, True True Play, T R U P L A Y, and we'd love to have you and your family. You know, jump on, sign up, follow us, get involved. We're happy to have you test, and uh, we'll be launching later this year. And and really hope you you like it, and hope it's something that's uh, an encouragement and a strengthening for your family. That's so cool. You you guys that are listening or watching, the links are below here. So you just click that link to True Play. It'll take you right there and uh, we'll make it as easy as possible. I got some questions for you, though, about uh, kids and social media and, and kind of fudging on the age and all that stuff. But sure. we'll, we'll continue that conversation for the guys in the herd over there. Thank you, men, for listening to or watching the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you're looking for any of the links mentioned in today's podcast episode, make sure you check out the show notes. You will find them there. If you will, leave a five-star review on iTunes. That just continues to help 
get the word out about the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. Men, if you are in the herd, we are going to continue our conversation over there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Thank you.